We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably, probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Hey guys, I want to welcome you guys to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. We've got a great episode this week. Before we begin, please hit the subscribe button as well as the notifications bell and be sure to like, comment, and share if you like this episode and we'll get into this week's sponsor and show. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This week's episode is sponsored by CityVest. CityVest has quickly become the most popular and best way for doctors to invest in top-performing real estate private equity funds that are usually reserved for institutional investors. This unique access to investing in these institutional funds is available for the first time ever through CityVest's easy and secure online investment platform. CityVest does the hard work of conducting due diligence and vetting the investments. They even get a third-party due diligence report that is posted on their website. As a result of aggregating a several million dollar investment amount into their access funds, CityVest gains access to investing in the institutional investment and is able to negotiate better investment terms such as a 12% preferred return. You can check them out at cityvest.com or go to the link in the show notes below. Now on to the show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. And I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as usual, I tout the four types of freedom, financial, location, time, emotional freedom. And part of my mission is to go out there, bring you the best resources, people that are doing extraordinary things on the cutting edge, innovating. And so today we have a special guest, Stephanie Walter. So she is the CEO of Irby Wealth, a capital raiser, syndicator, and real estate investor. She recently retired and sold her insurance agency of 16 years by following the key principles she teaches professionals to use. And she teaches professional people to unlearn what most of us have been wired to think about money, so important, and re-educating people on attaining lasting wealth. So that's so important in today's age, financial freedom. And she is a gateway between those professionals and well-vetted deals. She lives with her husband and young son in Colorado. So welcome to the show, Stephanie. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, um, we're just talking backstage and, um, you know, I'm just so happy to bring a lot of different viewpoints to my guests and audience. So I know you, we're going to talk a lot about like wealth strategies, um, wealth preservation, real estate syndication. I'll let you talk about all that, but let's uh, tell us where you got started and we'll go from there. Yeah, no, I I started like most 
people. I, uh, I had a W2 job, um, and right when I got out of college and had worked there, uh, I was an insurance adjuster for about eight years and had, uh, gotten my, uh, last job raise was about 2%. And I went <laughs> back and talked to my dad who was a entrepreneur and just I was just really bummed out. And he was like, well, you know, you know, if you stay, you know, in the corporate world, what you can expect, or you can, you know, go out on your own. And then, you know, what you achieve is, is really up to you. And so from that, I, I gave my two weeks notice and um, became an insurance agent and did that for 16 years. Um, always loved real estate, um, didn't have a lot of education. So I was more, um, I acquired a portfolio, you know, during the crash of 07, 08, 09 in Denver and just bought homes that I thought would be really good um, as far as location and future growth for Denver. And, you know, I was, I was pretty um, lucky in the way that that turned out. But um just a few years ago, about five years exactly, I was asked to go to a boot camp for um, apartment investing, and I went, and that's where I learned the the term syndication, which I'd never heard in my life before. Um, and it really is just a group of people that get together and buy something bigger than anyone can do on their own. And after I learned about that concept, I was just sold. Um, I went to educate myself as much as I could. It was pretty much the next two years of, of just solidly educating myself um, put my first syndication together in 2018, decided I never, ever wanted to put one together again by myself again, and found a, a really great team member um, at that time. And um, yeah, just uh, we're on our 12th uh, syndication together. And um, I love talking to people because most most people I, I speak to have never heard of this concept, just like I hadn't. Um, I was 45 before I before I heard the concept and working. I work with a lot of wealthy investors and also noticed that they do a, things very different with their money than I was taught to do. And so eventually I kind of modeled what they were doing with their money and I was able to retire from my business in July of last year, 2021. And so now I just, I raise money for deals that I feel are, you know, warranted. And, um, and then I, I educate in the, in the remainder of my time. That's a, that's a fantastic story. It's a very um, wonderful story of entrepreneurship. And, um, you know, you, you brought up a couple points during your intro that I'd like to highlight. And so the particular thing that stood out to me was um, you said you had to unlearn a lot of the uh, money mindsets and ways of thinking. So tell us more about that, you know, what mainstream, what the narrative is and versus, you know, what you discovered. Yeah, I mean, it's it took a while for me to really wrap my mind around it and um, put words to it. But 
Um, there are two different views that I see that that um, people have in our society. I and most people um, are of the accumulation mindset. Mm-hmm. And that is just we're going to accumulate our money, put it in a 401k. Uh, my strategy was actually to buy rental homes and just keep you know, managing them and and paying them down for 30 years. And then I'd have the cash flow coming in to retire. So it's really just putting your money in a, in a place um, where you don't have a ton of control over it. I mean, in the 401k world, that's much more clear um, of not really being able to, you know, move the money where you want it to be. Um, and, uh, And that's, you know, whether that's in your bank or 401k or under your mattress, it's accumulating the money, letting it grow into your little nest egg. And then, you know, when you're ready to retire to go get it. But what the wealthy people do is I call it utilization and they are using their money. Their money is working for them at all times. And when I say working for them, it's providing the here and now uh, cash flow appreciation. Um, But a lot of them tell me more importantly than anything is they have really great tax strategies. Um, The bad thing about, you know, the 401ks or even me owning, you know, these properties until I retired is. Um, you have all this equity sitting being unused. And if I wanted to sell it, there'd be a huge tax consequence. I I mean, I could do a 1031 or something like that if I still wanted to just, you know, be a landlord or something like that. But um, what I found interesting is the wealthy know when they're going into a particular investment, they want to know what tax benefits, um, really the tax benefits are going to be to them throughout the whole investments. And I don't think most people think about taxes until it's too late really uh, to do much about it. And so they're they're constantly one, I guess, having their money work for them and they're, they're developing tax mitigation strategies all throughout what they're investing in. And when you invest for cash flow, I guess, which is really seems to be their goal, I I was investing a lot for my net worth, which looked great on paper, but didn't give me a whole lot in the here and now. Um, if you're investing for cash flow, it gives you a lot more freedom, the more cash flow you have to make a decision of, do you want to keep working or, hey, would would I like to work maybe part-time or would I like to do something that I love to do <laughs> um, rather than what I'm doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so important because we're, we're just, we're just, I think we're just brought up with the, with the whole, just be an employee. You know, you, you show up to work, you nine to five, get your paycheck, but uh, it doesn't work in this day and age to be frankly. So, and, and, and I'm glad that you're, you know, guests such as yourself are bringing these to the point and you really have to have financial literacy. It's not just going to a job and working for 60 years and, you know, and it's the idea of money where we're, we're, we're taught to think that money is a scarce resource, but money is a man-made construct. So, you know, if you can think in terms of abundance, 
But uh, so what are some of the, I know you can, you do uh, self-directed IRAs to invest in real estate. Um, so talk about a little bit about that. And also, I know you talk about cost segregation and uh, we can we can go from there. Yeah. Um, well, the self-directed IRAs, that's a, a great thing, a great strategy for someone that doesn't want to you know, cash in their 401k and pay all the penalties and everything like that. With the, In this day and age, I think people are changing jobs so rapidly that um, a lot of people might have an old 401k that's just sitting. And the sad thing is um, it's probably not doing very well. I, I look at some of these that my investors bring to me and maybe it's been returning 4% over the last 10 years or, you know, I don't see that it's performing really well, but what you can do is just roll it over to a self-directed IRA. And in the self-directed IRA, you're able to invest that money into, well, anything. I mean, you can invest not in anything, but you can invest it in real estate. Um, you can in, invest it in, you know, notes. You, you can invest it in, in, a lot of things that are not traditional, um, you know, things that you would put in if you found your 401k is invested in. It's nice because you can take that money and put it into something that isn't tied to the market and uh, real estate is not. So for example, I have an investor who took, you know, about a hundred thousand in a self-directed IRA, put it into one of our investments he gets 8% return every month on that. So that, uh, you know, and now it's up to about 10% a year is what he's, what he's getting on that. And so then that money goes straight back into the four or into the self-directed IRA. Um, it never goes to him directly. Um, but then at the end of this investment, which we're looking at um, that being in the next year, is that when we sell it, he gets all those proceeds and that goes straight back into his self-directed IRA. Um, no, no taxes at all. Um, so he doesn't have to worry about, you know, uh, capital gains or anything like that, because that's just not going to affect it in a self-directed IRA. But the benefit is that he's invested for about four years and the return, the total return, including the, you know, the cash flow that he got every month and the appreciation at the end of the investment is over 20% a year. So he's basically going to double his 100,000 in that four-year period. And um, so he's ready to do it again. <laughs> um, and it's a, it's a great way to, you know, really do some good things for your retirement that you can control in your self-directed IRA. Under wash, rinse, and repeat cookie cutter approach. I, I love that. Cost segregation, that's a, a, a different beast altogether. That's usually used for people that just want the, the tax benefits in the here and now, which is you know, most people want that. And um, so what we do is on every 
um, multifamily property we buy, we do what's called a cost segregation. It's actual, it's an actual thing. Someone comes out and uh, itemizes each and every piece of personal property that's located um, in a multifamily structure. And then instead of uh, you know, maybe most people are familiar with having a rental property and being able to depreciate that over 28 years or, you know, how, however the schedule is, we're able actually to accelerate that depreciation to three, five, seven years, depending on what type of personal property um, there are because they all have different schedules. So what that means for my investors is say they invest $100,000 in the deal in that first year, they're going to get the tax segregation, you know, the paperwork, and they'll get a K-1 at the, at the end of that first investment year where they write off probably about thirty-five dollars to $45,000 of their investment in that first year. And then each year after that, the um, cost segregation has, you know, it goes down significantly after that first year, but that's a huge, um, it comes through as a loss, but it's, you will have still received the cash flow. So it's a, it's a paper loss, but it, it works uh, just fine on your taxes to pay less. Yes. Yes. You, you made very uh, smart decisions, you know, to go out on your own and then to start your own insurance uh, just because you realize the limits of W2 employment. And then you made very good decisions in the Denver up and coming Denver, which is now it's a booming, it's a booming market. So what made you go from direct active real estate to passive real estate? Describe that transition. Cause I know a lot of real estate investors, they're, you know, just thinking, Oh, just buy a single family, you know, but what you're talking about is a little bit more uh, strategic and has more leverage. Yeah, for sure. That, I mean, that's all I knew. You know, I just kind of modeled what I saw my dad doing so that the single family made a lot of sense to me. Um, And I was a native Coloradan. So I had, you know, I had my ideas of where I, where the growth would have the most impact. So yeah, I had some good, you know, choices or results there for my choices, but I would, I managed all my properties. Uh, I didn't have a ton of them. I had like five of them. And um, I did that since 2005. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just became the the worn out, tired landlord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I actually had some really great properties. I dealt with some really nice people, but I mean, there's you could still have you know just all the day to day. I was running my business as insurance, and then you know have a call of well the sprinkler head went out or you know, I had one duplex and they would complain about the other side of the duplex, (laughs) much noise, you know, just a lot of stuff that to me, it just, it wore me down over time. And when I learned about syndication and I learned about, okay, so I could, I could sell property. I, this is how I see actually most investors doing it is they're like, this sounds good, but it sounds almost too good to be true. So they'll, but they will take their first rental and, and sell it. And that's what I did. And I put it in, I, 
sold my last property a year ago um, and put them all, all the equity into the different deals that I manage myself uh, and that I raise money for. Uh, and yeah, you, after that first time you do it and you get that cash flow every month, that 8%, 7, I don't know, it's usually between 7 and 9%. And you get that every month without having to worry about dealing with anyone. You look at a report once a month, a really nice detailed report that tells you who's moving in, who's moving out, what kind of things have been happening at the property, what work orders are going on, what, you know, if there's any overall renovations going on or anything like that. And just a nice you know, profit and loss statement and a, a copy of the bank statement showing money, the rents going in and the expenses coming out. So very um, transparent. And, and I am, let me tell you, I would much rather look at that report once a month than to deal with all the other stuff I was <laughs> dealing with. And the returns are, you know, they're amazing. They're, you know, 20%. Uh, we, I aim to find deals that return over 20%. If people go to my website, they'll see I have them all listed. And I, I know I had one person contact me and he's like, well, that's good that you showed all your winners, but showed some of your losers. And I'm like, well, that's that's all I have. All I've I've managed to put together are ones that have returned over 20%. So um that's a, I think, a real strong strategy. And that doesn't even include, you know, the benefits that I've gained from the tax. So between all of that stuff, it's it made the choice very easy to, you know, go over to, I call it, you know, we do it yourselves. A lot of in a lot of entrepreneurs are do-it-yourselfers. And that's I took a lot of pride in that. But then when I got into this type of um real estate, I realized that it's called done for you real estate. <laughs> you have the professionals that have done this over and over again, doing this for you. And I prefer that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So to the listeners, what you're leveraging is time. So, yeah. uh, you know, you're not, you're not stuck with the, I think the three tenants of landlordship are um, tenants, toilets, and trash. So, you know, basically if you invest in a syndication, it's, it gets rid of all of that. And you have mm -hmm. people that deal with that and you get to in, get involved in bigger deals. So um, I know a lot of people are interested in syndicate, syn becoming syndicators. Do you, do you need uh, what sort of qualifications or licensures or certifications uh, do they do these? If you want to become a syndicator. No, nothing. <laughs> That's a bit of a scary thought, but yeah. really nothing. Uh -huh. um, so yeah, if you're an investor, I you know strongly suggest you look at someone's track record. But at the end of the day, our first deal, we didn't have a track record. So then you just really look at who the team is and what their experience is mm -hmm. um, on their own. And um, to make sure that someone has a business plan, a strong business plan of what they want to do to the with the property and also an exit plan. So you have an idea of how long the money will be tied up. But no, I mean, for a prospective syndicator, I my 
advice is always get involved with a team you do maybe your first couple deals with because there is nothing better. And I've been just a very lucky person in this business is that I've had wonderful mentors and I have a wonderful, I have a wonderful partner. Um, And, uh, but yeah, there's so many people in this industry that are willing to help the new people. So there's, there's tons of, you know, little groups. I started with RE mentor, um, but there's a lot of groups out there uh, that you can get involved with. And specifically, you get involved to find your partners. Oh, awesome. Yeah, this was such a wonderful conversation. And um, it's uh, I know a lot of listeners, they would they take a lot of um, great advice. So what are some of the ways of uh, contacting you, uh, getting in touch with you, um, learning more about you? Yeah, no, my, my website is the best place, which is, um, it's a www.airbay, which is E-R-B-E wealth.com. And in that I've got just a, you can sign up for our monthly newsletter. Um, but besides that, I have tons, I'm trying to put a ton of content, educational content um, up on there that, uh, you know, really educates the the new investor. And so um, I have a lot of articles that have been posted up there. And yeah, and you can actually, if you want to join our, our email list, you can, um, that, that's where you can do that, or you can reach out and I'm happy to talk to you. Awesome. Awesome. And for all the listeners, all of uh, Stephanie's uh, resources will be in the show notes. And uh, Stephanie, any uh, parting words of wisdom or advice before we call it a day? <laughs> no, I mean, I know I actually doctors are pretty dear to my heart. I, uh, I, when I went to undergrad, I, I roomed with a whole bunch of medical students and <laughs> I know how difficult and how much debt a lot of them went into and, and then now how hard they're working and everything like that. And so I would just encourage this type of, of investing actually has only been available um, really to the mass market since 2012. Um, before that, uh, there were there were laws that, that were put into place that allowed us to um, talk about our deals publicly. Um, and that was all included in the Jobs Act that Obama passed. I don't know that that was really what his intention was with it, but it opened this type of investing up to a whole bunch of of people that never before were able to be involved in it. Before, if I had a deal prior to 2012, I would have to only go to people who I had an existing relationship with. So that was sort of the country club type of investing that <laughs> um, people did, you know? And so I'm, I'm really passionate about letting people know because I've seen what it did to me. I've, I've been able to, you know, just have so much more freedom um, with, you know, my time, which, you know, is, is hugely valuable, but uh, yeah, I highly recommend to look into it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Financial freedom, economic inclusion, equal access, democratization. So um, that's that's what this podcast is all about as well. So Stephanie, thanks so much. We really 
enjoyed you on the show. This was a fantastic conversation. And uh, until next time. Thank you. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. What a fantastic show. I hope you enjoyed our very special guest. Just remember, as a shout out to our this week's sponsor, CityVest.com. CityVest gives you access to the best real estate private equity funds with enhanced investment terms, verified due diligence, and lower risk. You can check them out at CityVest.com or click on the link in the show notes below to hear about their upcoming investment offerings. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrislewmdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.